Hello everyone, welcome to Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast on Anchor.fm with your host Chanel Patrice Hancock. It's February 20th, 2019, 10 minutes after 10 Eastern Standard Time here in Akron, Ohio. Um, You know, I want to start off by thanking the sponsors of the show, Flipboard.com, where you can go to find industry experts, Information about politics, sports, entertainment, fashion, and it's accessible with VoiceOver, NVDA, Linux, JAWS for Windows. You can use it on your Apple devices. You can use it on your Android device. And it's 100% free, so thank you to Flipboard.com for sponsoring today's episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast. Now, this episode, episode 67, is about certifications, and should you get them or not? Will it help you get a job? Will it help you advance your language learning? Well, you know, this topic has been discussed by polyglots all over the world, language learners. And for some reason, some people feel the need that they need to have a certification. Um, Maybe because they want to have their... CV look good for an employer. However, nine times out of ten, they're looking at the skill set of the person. Um, you know, where can they use this language at in regards to their company? Whether they have a certain level of vocabulary in advertising and marketing, engineering, computers. It just depends. And, you know, you don't have to be 100% fluent in the language in order to be able to work at a company, especially if you're doing customer service. Um, You can tailor your vocabulary to that particular skill set. And, you know, you might have an A2 level or a B1 level. That's fine. It doesn't have to be C1, C2. You're not trying to, you know, teach a course in economics in Russian or Cantonese, for example, or Thai or Arabic. All you're trying to do is be able to communicate with the person that you're working with. However, some people feel that when you get a certification, it's a level of accomplishment depicting the amount of information that you know at the time now yes you can get a c2 certification in a particular language i mean it would take you some time to be able to study for that test but that's only showing the knowledge that you know at the time for which you took the test it's not really showing the level of proficiency that you have when you're speaking the language. 
a person can take an exam on a Thursday and knock it out the ballpark and pass it with flying colors and BC2 because they studied at that particular time for that particular test on that particular day. However, when it comes to speaking at a C2 level, that's not always the case. A lot of people are speaking at an A2, B1, B2, but they're not speaking at a C2. I guarantee you that. And so when people say, I speak at a C1, C2, okay, you're speaking at native level in Mandarin, Chinese, or Thai, or Japanese, or Arabic, or Russian. Okay, how long did it take for you to get there? Probably more than a year. I guarantee you that because I've been speaking Russian since the 15th of March 2015. And it's going to be March next Friday on the 1st. And I will be celebrating my four-year anniversary of learning Russian independently. And I can tell you, it took me almost four years just to be able to understand Tolstoy in Russian. So, yeah, like, I might be able to speak at a B2 level or a C1 level, but I'm still making mistakes. I'm not, you know, I don't have a certification in Russian, but I measure my um, level by the uh, CERFL, um, which is the European... Um, standard for language proficiency and honestly I live in the US and I can tell you you know half of the languages that I speak okay I might be able to speak them to some of them are at an A2 level some of them are at A1 A few of them are in the B's. Okay, I'm fluent in English because that's my first language. I'm fluent in Spanish. I speak Russian at a B2 level. I only have one certification, and that's to teach English as a foreign language to business people and young learners. I don't have certifications in the other ones. But is that really important to me? Not necessarily. I want to be able to have a conversation with people, understand what people are saying to me, have a good time with people. You know, I want to be able to go shopping for my favorite books or magazines online. I want to be able to go to a grocery store and speak in that language and do transactions, you know, in that language. I want to be able to speak at a comfortable B2 level, B1 level in most of the languages that I'm learning. But I'm not trying to sit there and and go for a certification. Now, if I really wanted to, yes, I could do so. But it's not something that's on my bucket list of language things to do at the moment. So I don't. But I will say if you want to go to use that as a goal, For yourself, a small-term goal 
Okay, I want to be able to get to a B1 level in six months in French or eight months in French. Okay, what do I have to do? Well, I would start by looking up what the criteria is for you to get to that particular level. Um, You can go on Wikipedia, you can go on Google to find this out. And then I would follow a little roadmap as to how I want to get there. Every month, I'll do one or two things to make sure that I can get to that that level. Okay? So, no, you don't need to know your colors. You don't need to know every animal there is. And, you know, okay, you have a cat and dog and a fish. Okay, fine. But at the end of the day, most people aren't trying to rattle off every animal. You know, they, they want... Um, to get the certification, whether it's in speaking. So a lot of people I know, they get the speaking, the oral part. And so they work on speaking. And then they also work on listening because they have to be able to understand what is being said to them during the test. Okay, they might work on writing so they can be able to do the writing portion. They might do all four portions, which here in the U.S., we have a test, um, the OPCI test, and what it does is it tests your oral proficiency level to see how well you can speak the language, and they give you your results in like three weeks, I believe. And um, from the Language Testing Institute in New York. And it's about 160 U.S. dollars. I mean, I thought about taking it just because I wanted to see how proficient I would be in a particular language. Just for my own personal reasons. Nothing, you know, it's not to get, um, you know, certified for a job. No, you know, I just want to see how well I would do. You know, I mean, it's it's not a pass or fail thing, you know, and, and that looks good if somebody wanted, you know, information on um, how well your proficiency level was in Spanish or French or Russian or German or whatever. And so that would be a reason for why you would want to do it. Um, I know some people, they like to use that as a as a small mini goal for them to be able to reach a certain level by a certain time which is fine you can do that however it doesn't mean that it's the end all or be all of your existence if you don't have certifications in the languages you speak you know 90% of the employers that are looking for people who have language skills you know they it'll be on your your resume, this is the languages you speak. But those languages have to be able to coincide with the job that you're doing. So if you're an engineer, you're going to have a vocabulary about engineering. You know, you're going to be able to utilize that skill set to be able to translate documents from English to French, for instance, or English to German, for instance, you know, written wise and so 
that that would be something that you would be able to use your language skills in or so they they might not have an interpreter that speaks Spanish so they know that you speak Spanish so they might bring you in to do some conference interpreting which by the way these are two separate skills that you have to be trained for and there are schools out there like Middlebury um in uh, Vermont and in California where you can uh, be a simultaneous conference interpreter and you can also be a translator. Um, there are other universities like um, Kent State University has their own program here in Ohio. So does um, NYU in New York. And so um, you have to weigh your options if that's something that's important. I know plenty of polyglots that they really don't care about that sort of thing. They just care about being able to speak and understand and read in the target language. Writing isn't so much that important to them. Having certifications isn't that important. I mean... Um, some people start out doing, um, you know, certifications because they think that it might get them somewhere, but I guarantee you the other skill sets that you have aside from the language skill set is going to take you a lot further along in your career path. The, the language knowledge is going to come in handy when, you know, they need a particular um, job done so that's when that would come into play more so like if you're doing law or you're doing accounting or you're doing engineering or computers um, you know that those are the types of, of jobs where you would have to be able to utilize your language skills conference interpreting, you know, that's when they would want some certification. But, you know, medical interpreting, transcription, you know, that's when they would want that sort of thing. But if you're just an average language learner like me that enjoys doing it as a hobby and putting out podcast interviews and, you know, sharing your language expertise with other people, um, you don't necessarily need it. It's not like the end-all or be-all of your language learning experience if you don't have it. You know, like I said, I have my TEFL to teach English as a foreign language to business people and young learners, but I don't have any other, you know, certifications in my Spanish or my French or my Russian. You know, I don't have that. And that's okay because people know what my proficiency level is when I'm speaking to them, you know, and so a lot of it is what do you find value in learning the language and being able to communicate and understand and read what's going on and utilizing it. If you have a career path, if you just want to do it for a hobby, if you want to find love, so forth and so on, or is it because you want a certification in this particular I mean, it's only going to show what you know in the short term. 
not what you know in the long term. And trust me, I've taken tests before. And as soon as you finish taking a test, you're going to forget a lot of what you have learned because you've only done it for the test. And at the end of the day, I look at it as if I want a certification in Cantonese to see where I'm at, okay, fine, I will do that. But honestly, that's not something that I want personally for me. But I know um, for you guys out there, you might want to go and learn about, you know, if this is something that is important to you, you know, go for it. I mean, if it's your first language and you want to know how good you did in Spanish, go and take a A1 test or an A2 test and see how you do. You know, there is no pass or fail. Remember that. It's just to show how much you have retained, how much you know at that moment. You know, it's not, you're not going to die because you didn't make B2 right away. That's something that you can work on, you know, and, and they do have sections where you can actually take the test and test for that particular section you know, if you want. So, I mean, you can rather do it on the computer or you can do it over the phone with somebody. And it's just a basically 20, 40 minute conversation and in that language. And, you know, you'll get your test results and it says, you know, such and such is at a B1 level in Cantonese. Okay, well, that means something. If that's what your goal was, was to get your B1 certification, that's great. Okay, yes, will it help you go to a school in a particular country? Yes, it will. Um, you know, after you get past the A1, A2 level, which is the beginner level, um, you're, you're going into the intermediate level. That, that means something. Um, you know, right now I'm at A2 in, in Cantonese and I'm enjoying it, you know, and there are things that I still need to work on in A1, but, you know, I'm enjoying the process of learning and that's my whole motivation for doing the podcast and for um, learning languages is I love to learn about different people, different cultures, how they think, how they speak. You know, what their literature and their history is like, what their cuisine is like, their fashion, their sports. How do you think as a human being? You know, because I understand it's just not the American way or the highway. We're all interconnected as a global community. And so therefore, yes. Um, do I plan on learning Thai? Some. Okay, do I want to get like to an A2? Sure. Can I do it? Of course. You know, um, do I find Asian languages fascinating? Yes, I do. That's why I've chosen three. Thai, Cantonese, and Japanese. And I will learn them all. You know, and I'm very happy about that. You know, so, I mean, right now I'm doing Cantonese and Turkish. I'm dipping back into my Italian. I'm keeping my French, Spanish, and Russian up. You know, and I'm happy with that. Okay, am I at a C1 level in all these languages? No. Um, am I, do I have certifications? No. Do I care to have them? Not really. 
you know, if it's something I want down the road, then maybe. But right now, not really. You know, I just enjoy the process. And I would tell anybody out there, if that's something that you want to do, pursue it. There's nothing wrong with getting a certification to say that this is what you've accomplished and achieved. That's a great thing, but it's a short-term goal. It's not something that's long-term. Long-term is being able to speak the language, enjoy the language, make new friends, get married, move to the country, write a book, you know, write a script in the language. Watch, you know, anything that brings satisfaction and pure enjoyment to your language learning. So, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Google Play Store, Apple Podcasts. Breaker, Stitcher, RadioCast, AudioCast, Radio Public. Um, you can go to anchor.com slash Chanel Patrice Hancock, C-H-E-N-E-L-L-E-P-A-T-R-I-C-E-H-A-N-C-L-C-K. Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast, C-H-E-N-E-L-L-E apostrophe S, Language Learning Journey Podcast. And you can favorite my podcast. You can leave me a message if you have a language learning question that you want answered in a future episode. Please rate the podcast. Please um, give me a review. It helps other people find me. Right now I have 6.9K listeners now with 104 downloads. I want to keep it coming. I want to get to that 10K before March 15th. Um, you know, because that'd be the fourth year of me studying Russian and I would love to get there. Um, language learning is a journey, not a race. Enjoy the process. And I will see you guys in the next episode of Chanel's language learning journey podcast. Bye-bye.